a podcast from the Arkansas Baptist State Convention. You're listening to Inspire On The Go. It's your weekly dose of fun, encouragement, real-life conversations, and all things women's ministry, regularly featuring segments from Andrea's radio show, Truth On The Go. If you find yourself on the go, then this is the podcast for you. Now, welcome your host, Andrea Lennon, as we talk about all the great truths that we can take with us as we go through our day. Hey, sweet friends, it's Andrea. I hope that your day is off to a great start. Today, we are back with Jackie Canada King. We're going to get into the nitty gritty of friendships. And Jackie, welcome back to Truth on the Go. I'm so thankful that you're here. I'm so thankful for the friendship that we already have established and that which God is going to continue to do. So welcome back. Thank you again. You bet. So good to be here. I'm so happy to have you. And if you didn't have a chance to listen to the program, I encourage you to find it on podcasts because Jackie just had some great spiritual truths for us to think about whenever it comes to our perspective specifically and how having an eternal perspective rather than a temporary perspective. And in that process, to be able to actually leverage our losses for gain as our losses press us into Jesus and help us to know him more. And so thank you so much for sharing that with us. And I know we all need to apply that to our lives. Yes, me too. Absolutely. Every day, every day. And so today we're going to move the conversation forward and we're going to talk about friendships. And Jackie, this is something I think that everybody can relate to. We all have struggles, maybe. We all have questions. We all have maybe some wonderful experiences when it comes to friendships. And so tell us why God has placed this particular topic on your heart. Yeah, I think leaving all of my friends um, and those were relationships that I had over a decade, you know, with some of them. And so coming to a new place and coming to a new church and a new city with no one just kind of, again, birthed up all of these insecurities of like, who are my people going to be? And what do they think of me? You know, and so just really having to swarm through the idea of, you know, pressing in and starting over. And then I think it's not as easy as an adult and (laughs) an adulting and to be able to look back on like elementary school and playing on the playground and stuff like that and just having some of those commonalities. But then there's no like playbook for how do you do this as an adult woman, you know, and after college and and that kind of thing as a mom and as a wife. So it's definitely been something I've been mulling over and having some conversations with. So I'm excited to dig into it. I'm excited too, because for me and for everyone who's listened or had a chance to pick up one of my resources, specifically God in the Window, you know that I have struggled with friendships. It has been a cycle for me of really being afraid to be vulnerable, of being known and for people to see the good, bad and ugly. But God has brought freedom to that in my life. And I know he's working to do that in other people's lives as well, because honestly, the real deal issue is that we were created to be in community first and foremost with God and then with each other. And as we get that right, we have a peace in our minds and in our hearts to know that we don't have to be perfect and we don't have to have it all together. And that God has placed people around us who he has orchestrated the events of all of our lives so that we're living life together. Like it should build our confidence in him. Mm -hmm. And in that process, as we get to experience the beauty of community. And so tell me a little bit about what community means to you. Oh, goodness. I think it's a lot of what you just hit on, um, that people know me and that they're still there. I think we all individually know how messed up our hearts are and how those insecurities and those fears and just our story and, and even like our hurts with how people have bailed or betrayed in the past. And so I think community is kind of that picture of Jesus that we get hands and feet right in front of us. 
And I think it's hard to find, honestly, just because of the lack of vulnerability and even trusting other people because of the hurts that we've had before. Do you think sometimes our expectations maybe are wrong in the process of just developing community and developing friendships? Absolutely. I think as I've looked at my own heart just in this new season, and then I even threw it out on Facebook, just kind of asking like, what is our biggest fear as women for friendship? And I had like 60 something comments on that thing. And the heartbeat of it was just this expectation that people are going to be our all, that they're going to fill it. And so I think starting off the conversation on friendship, you've got to start with the idea that Jesus has to be that person, that you cannot expect a human, whether that be a friend or a child or a spouse, to be your all, like it has to be Jesus. And so we almost kind of start off the conversation with putting people on this pedestal of, okay, you're going to hold this really valuable, important piece of my life don't fall. And the reality is we are going to fall. We're broken. We're human. So I want this to be very practical as we move through our conversation time together, which you just made a very good first point, which is we can't have healthy friendships until we have a healthy relationship with God through Jesus. Mm -hmm. And that provides the foundation for us in order to build this community because we have Jesus in the right place in our lives. Then that vertical need is met so that we can begin to develop those horizontal relationships. And so again, that's a foundational principle in friendships that I think sometimes we pass over. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. We have got to make Jesus our priority. Like he is better. He is better than the best friend or the spouse or the kid. Like he is the ultimate goal. And so I think so many times we we just throw up all of these expectations on women and say, okay, well, I want you to be my BFF, my ride or die, you know, like you're right there with me. And Jesus is sitting there saying like, yay, yeah, I've done that. You know, like I am that person that you're seeking out in her. Let me be that for you. And that's so much more fulfilling than trying to almost kill a relationship before it even starts with just putting expectations on somebody that they can't do that. That is so wise. I mean, there's so much wisdom in that. And quite honestly, it positions us to have successful relationships. And so once we've done that, once we've experienced Jesus as our all in all, then we're ready to step into these friendships and to allow Jesus to direct and not to bring our expectations to the table or maybe even our needs to the table, but rather just to say, okay, Lord, what is it that you're doing? What is it that you have for this relationship and to have the freedom to let it be what Jesus is calling it to be. And I think in that freedom, you're able to allow the other person to be them. And when we come into a relationship with certain expectations, we are expecting them to act a certain way and to treat us a certain way. And so if I'm able to just look at you and say, hey, this is who you are in Jesus and this is who I am in Jesus. Like, how does that mesh together and how do our stories encourage one another? And I heard on another podcast of how we all kind of have this specific piece of the image of God within us. Like we all get to be that specifically with how God has designed us and the stories that he's given us. And so I want to know how you are representing the image of God and that's going to look different than me. And so a lot of times with friendships, we bring in comparison and competition, you know, and jealousy and all of these things. And so if we start with Jesus and then we move to, I want to know how you possess the image of God and I want to cheer that on in you. That doesn't allow for the jealousy and envy and, and the competitiveness that I think comes with, you know, mean girls and <laughs> yep. and female relationships. That's right. right. And so when we talk about friendships and I can go first, Jackie, but what are some struggles maybe that we've experienced and what are some maybe unrealistic expectations that we've brought to the table? Oh, man. You want me to go first or yeah. you want to? <laughs> yeah. Why don't you go? All and right. I'll back so back I had 
had this friendship cycle that I was constantly trying to overinvest in order to earn my place. And then whenever I sensed that the relationship was changing, maybe it wasn't as new, it wasn't as fresh, you know, maybe all of the fun of that initial chemistry in the friendship was waning, I would pull back because I didn't want to be left. I mean, it was Mm -hmm. all about that. It was Mm -hmm. all about, so then I would underinvest in a sense and pull back. And so it was this constant overinvesting and underinvesting that created this cycle of friendship in my life. And it was all based upon how I viewed really my time here on this earth. You know, it started with the adoption. It walked through feeling like I was a burden. It walked through feeling like I was on the outside. It walked through feeling like I had to pay other people back for that which they did for me. It was all in these scripts and these lies that I believed. And it was impacting my friendships. It was impacting my relationships. And I had normalized it. I had accepted it. And I thought that's how friendships function. Mm -hmm. And so it was just this constant cycle of trying to fill that place in my life that was really only for Jesus. Mm -hmm. And I was trying to do that and sabotaging relationships in the process. And so that was a struggle that I experienced for many years while I was actively teaching the word and didn't even know it. And so that's what I want everyone to hear is like we bring our stuff to the table. We bring our struggles. We bring our hurt. We bring our experiences. We bring our perspectives. And if we're not vulnerable and transparent and realize we have our own issues, then we are going to limit the ability to have community in our everyday lives. And so that was my experience. And I just love sharing that because I think people can relate to that. I think that we all sabotage sometimes. We all get afraid. We all, you know, overinvest and hope that it's everything and then pull back and think it can't be anything at all. It's these extremes. And in the process, we're the center of it all. Mm-hmm. Totally the seen my heart going in that cycle as well. Um, So if you've done an Enneagram test, like I'm a three, so I'm an achiever. And so me personally kind of looking at it, I would go into relationships just feeling like, okay, well, I got to do all the things, you know, and that was taking a meal or if they had an expectation on me then I needed to meet all of those expectations. And and um, then some. (laughs) Oh, my gosh, man. And I was exhausted, you know, because not only am I trying to do that for this one person, but then I also have all these other expectations as a wife and a mom and a minister, you know, a church member. And and God put this relationship in my life back in Texas to where it almost just like literally squash all of that out of me of just, Jackie, you cannot be her person, you know, like, and she has all of these expectations on you and you can try, but you're just going to be frustrated and she's never going to be happy. And so I think there was almost kind of this breaking down of this relationship to where God was just saying, like, you cannot be all for all and you've got to be you. And instead of, I think my cycle was just trying to be what everybody wanted me to be instead of this is who I am. This is the time that I have, you know, and and just kind of having some of those boundaries and stuff. And so very much the achiever was trying to be all for everyone and almost like arrogantly kind of as like a savior, you know, like I was going to be that person for them. And ultimately they were missing out on Jesus because I'm trying to be all for them, you know? And so that was definitely like a big heart thing that I think the Lord like literally had to just bring me like, oh, I'm done. Like I cannot do this anymore. And I love to call those things like conspiracy of grace. I mean, we are totally (laughs) caught in this conspiracy of grace where Jesus is allowing us to get to the end of ourselves so that we are desperate for him. Mm -hmm. And I've experienced that as well in so many areas of my life where I'm just like, I can't. And he's like, that's right. Mm -hmm. But you're not supposed to. And then we have the opportunity to just pull back in a sense and reevaluate our our hearts and our lives and then re-engage in the relationship in a way that's healthy, that's biblical, that's Christ honoring, and that is mutually beneficial. And that's another thing
something that I always try to think about in my friendships is how is this exalting Christ? How is this pushing both of us towards Christ? Mm -hmm. How is this, you know, iron sharpens iron in a sense so that everybody comes out of it more like Jesus. And I, I know that that's your heart when you think about communities and relationships. And so when we come back on the other side of the break, we're going to dig into scripture and we're going to see how God has given us everything that we need for life and godliness through his word. And he equips us to know how to live with community in a way that honors him. In just a moment, Andrea will return with a final thought. If you would like to hear more of her teachings, visit andrealennonministry.org. It is the ultimate website for the girl on the go with Bible studies, video sessions, podcasts, books, and down-to-earth blogs straight from Andrea's heart. Be sure and subscribe so that you can stay connected. Again, that's andrealennon.org. Now, let's hear a final truth from Andrea. So we're back and we're talking with Jackie Canada King. Thanks, Jackie, for joining us on the program today. And we're talking about friendships. And I just know that everyone can relate to both struggles when it comes to friendships, but hopefully they can also relate to some victories when it comes to friendships because God is so faithful to place the right people in our lives. He is so faithful to bring the encouragers, to bring the cheerleaders, to bring even the people who we might have some sandpaper experience Mm -hmm. with in order to refine. You know, he's so faithful to do that. And he does that through community. He does that through friendships. He does that through relationships. And so we talked in the first half of the program about number one, just the importance of having Jesus central in our lives so that we can be at a spiritually healthy place to have friendships in our lives. And then we also talked about some of the unhealthy things that maybe you and I have experienced, which I trust other people have experienced too, when it comes to friendships, having wrong expectations, allowing our background and our experiences and the lies of the enemy that are going on in our minds and in our hearts to direct friendships and to maybe create this cycle of over-investing, under-investing, or just trying to be all things to all people to the point where we are absolutely exhausted. And I think we can all relate to all of those things. So I want us to really move forward in our conversation. And let's talk about the beauty of friendships. Let's talk about a healthy friendship, healthy community and what that looks like and how the scripture just encourages us in that direction. Yeah. So let me read out of Philemon. It's such a small book in the New Testament, but I think it's got so much goodness out of it. Philemon verse seven, it says, for I have great joy and encouragement from your love because the hearts of the saints have been refreshed through you. And so I think there's a couple of things that kind of pop out there, um, joy, encouragement, and love. And so the first word there is joy, it's Kara, and it literally means to delight. And it's so funny, I think, because I think we look at friendships, honestly, now in our culture, and we just think, I don't know that I delight in them. Like they're, they're challenging. And so to have joy, to like literally want to be with them and go for their joy, like fight for one another instead of against one another. And then encouragement, the Greek word there is the same word that's used for like um, the spirit. It's periclesis, I think. And so it's the idea that they're a helper. And so having friendships that are really centered around like, how am I going to encourage you? How am I going to cheer you on? And so much of women is just this flesh part of competitiveness. And so I think that word there with encouragement is that, okay, I'm going to fight flesh with cheering. And so I'm going to fight trying to compete with you and trying to one up you and feel like I have to be better than you with, I'm going to take all of that umption and cheer you on. And so I'm going to specifically find things that I see you being God in. And I want to like see you do that well. And I want to help you completely fulfill your call as a 
woman or as a man, you know, in your sphere of life. And so I really think we need to kind of focus on like, what does it look like to cheer one another on? And so I think joy and delighting with one another and not competing, but cheering and encouraging others. And then that word there, love, is that word that I think we all know, agape. And so the the root of that agape love, that God love, is that they are the center of my focus, not me. And that goes back around to what we were talking about earlier in the in the show is that I'm going to sacrifice for you. And honestly, some of that means like saying hard things and doing hard things. Like I want my friends to be able to say, Jackie, I see you kind of veering or I see you in your head too much or you're not chasing after Jesus the way that I've known you to chase him. So what what's happening? You know, I think we think of friendships as like just a pat on the back all the time or going along with what that other person wants. But like love is hard and love is truth. And so having some of the courage and the investment in other people to be able to say, hey, I need to I need to make sure you're okay right now because I don't I don't think that you're really following Jesus the way that it is. And all of that requires a selflessness Mm. in ourselves. All of that requires us to really love that person from a genuine place where we want them to experience God's best. And so it's not necessarily about our lives or our feelings or our experiences or our emotions, but it's about this passionate pursuit of Jesus in the midst of community. And Mm -hmm. so all of that positions us to have real practical application when it comes to our friendships that we would cheer for them, that we would find specific ways to go, okay, what is she doing? How is she leveraging her life for the gospel? How is she surrendering? How is she trusting? How is she obeying? How is she walking out her faith right here in the midst of what we kind of call a messy life, you Mm -hmm. know? And so that helps us to get very practical. And when we don't see that maybe in our lives or the lives of someone else, that becomes a point for discipleship. Mm -hmm. Okay. So how can we, Mm -hmm. you know, leverage our lives for the gospel? And then you maybe come alongside and you help them in the process of identifying what is their call in life? What is their gifting? What is it that God is doing in their lives? And then how can we champion that, you know, in the process of being their friend? And so we see such practical ways to love and to cheer and to come alongside. And so what are some maybe some practical ways that somebody's done that in your life? Yeah, I think I think you have to ask good questions and like deep questions. I think women have a hard time of going deeper, like we stay very surface. And so what I found with talking with women is that they're very words of affirmation and their time. And so those are probably like the top two love languages that women tell me that they are. And so one of the big things is that I love to specifically like point out, this is good in you. Like I see Jesus in you in this, or, Hey, you did a great thing with your kid in this. Like I would have blown my gasket, but you showed so much patience, you know? And so I think if you can be specific, I know that that's really encouraged me to where somebody has specifically said, I see this gift in you, or I see you rock at this. And that lets me know what I need to chase after, like what I need to go after. And so that's really affirming. And then time. And so I think you really have to steward time well. Everybody's busy. Everybody has like things on the calendar and things to do. And so if I'm spending time with you, like I want to know how you are and not like in a, okay, tell me all your junk, you know, but I'm also not going to spend all of my time just on surface things. Like I want to know where your heart is and I want to know where I can champion you and where I can pray for you. And I don't know that women know how to really like get into the 
deep parts of our lives because we just kind of stay in the shallow, you know? And so I know those are two things that have really like people that ask good questions and that are very specific with seeing where I do things well. And that requires intentionality. Mm -hmm. Like we have to be intentional. We have to be in tune with what's going on in that person's life. And we also have to make sure that we don't necessarily put them into a box, but rather that we see them for who they are. And that is so encouraging because it allows that person to be who they are. Mm -hmm. And so it also celebrates maybe the smaller things that they're doing that maybe other people might not notice, but because you're looking for and really looking for the opportunity to champion them, you see that thing that maybe everybody else is missing. And that becomes an avenue to love on them, to encourage them and to say, you know what? I want you to know I'm invested in you. So I love that. I love being intentional. I love, you know, being strategic and really allowing that person to be who God has created them to be. The next thing I think that really comes out of this passage of scripture is that, you know what, we can't necessarily do this for everybody, mm-hmm. but God is going to place a special one or two or three individuals in our life. And we can do this in the deep places mm-hmm. with them. And so that was another thing I think in my struggles with friendship is I felt affirmation through the number of friends that I had. And so I wanted to just accumulate and to collect all of these people who affirmed me. And in the process, I was missing the whole beauty of what the friendship was designed to be. And our social media, our culture drives us in this direction. If we're not careful, we feel affirmed, we feel valued, we feel like we have purpose if we've collected all of these followers or all of these friends or all of these experiences and that feeds the flesh. Mm -hmm. And so we have to be very intentional to be biblical. And so I am so thankful that you brought that out just to have joy and to have cheer and to have love and to, to be intentional in our friendships. And so we want to champion that in our lives. So whenever you think about just practical ways to move into a new community and to identify friends, because that's something I think women struggle with. They want this, but how do you get started? Yeah. Like, where do you begin? And so <laughs> give us some practical thoughts and insights. And and I have some things that I can share as well. Sure. I think the biggest thing is to get over your own insecurities and just go. And then I think one of the things that God keeps telling me is you have to give time like that depth and that relational back and forth happens over time. And so you can't walk into relationships and just expecting them to be all, you know, and I think there's kind of a false truth out there that like, you're just going to tell it all, you know, and just, you're going to throw all your vulnerabilities out there. And that's not how trust works, you know, that it's a dance and it's a two, two way thing. And so I think trying to Be very mindful of your insecurities, keeping the other person and their pursuit of Jesus and who they are, like kind of in forefront of how you can come alongside that. And then I think just over time and being that consistent, faithful friend that, you know, the Bible talks about so much. And so honestly, like one of the biggest things I keep thinking is just be the friend that you want others to be to you. And so I know it's very simple and almost kind of cliche. But I want people to know that I'm trustworthy. I want people to know that they can share the hard, dark places of their hearts and it's safe with me. And I'm literally going to pray for them. And I'm literally going to ask, like, how are you in that? And how can I help you in that? And so the same way that I would want for someone else to reach out to me or be to me, I want to be that for them first. And I want to tag on that because I'm just thinking the same direction, which is we have to step out. Mm -hmm. You know, it's easy for us to step back and say, I want friends. And we stay in the safe, comfortable places. And we're expecting maybe God to literally drop that person in our lap and for there to be this like instant love connection, right? Like, you know, it's like a game show. Like, okay, I've got three people to choose from. They have this gifting. They have these experiences. 
experiences. They have this kind of personality. And then we sit back and we just hope that it all happens. And that is just not going to happen. We have to step into the places where there is community and we have to be vulnerable and we have to go to those places first and foremost, you know, with God so that he heals our hearts so that we are at a healthy place. But then we have to be willing to go there with others. And I think that that is connected as we are at a healthy place with God, we are positioned to be at a healthy place with others. And so we have to engage in community. We have to engage in stepping into those places, whether it's in our church, like let's get very practical. Where do we find friends? We find friends in the places where friends are. So we get involved at our church. We, you know, join an organization in our community that champions a cause that we are passionate about. And we go into that situation first and foremost to just use our gifting for the glory of God to leverage every relationship for the gospel, but also to connect with like-minded people and to say, what I want to be a part of your life and I want you to be a part of mine. And so we have to be intentional. We have to step outside of our comfort zone. We have to engage in relationships. And as we do that, we be the friend to them that we want them to be to us. And then a beautiful love connection sometimes happens. (laughs) Sometimes we have those just relationships that are developed out of nowhere. Like we we're so surprised in some ways. And all of that brings glory to God. So as you go through your week this week, we want to encourage you to look for the friends that maybe God is raising up. Look for those individuals uh, that you can champion, that you can cheer for, that you can invest in and know that God is faithful to put the right people in your path. And he'll do that for you as well. Thank you so much, Jackie, for joining us. We are so thankful that God has brought you to Central Arkansas. We're so excited to see what he's going to continue to do in and through you for his glory. And I know our listeners are going to want to connect with you. And so let me share Jackie's website with you. You can go there and you can connect with her. You can find out how to follow her. You can follow her on social media. You can ask her to come and speak at your church as well. So it's JackieCKing.com and be sure and spell Jackie with an I. So J-A-C-K-I-C-King.com. Log on, check it out and follow her ministry. This episode of Inspire On The Go is over, but we hope you'll be back next Monday for the latest episode. In the meantime, you can visit absc.org forward slash inspire podcast to find more episodes and ways to connect with Andrea. Also, if you're in central Arkansas, you can find Andrea's radio show Truth On The Go at 93.3 The Fish and 99.5 Faith Talk Radio on Sunday mornings.